We are back, guys, again with another episode, episode number 36. We're way past that. This is 37, I think. Yes, <laughs> we're way past that. Yeah. Episode 37, one more. Okay, Kayla. <laughs> Today we're continuing with our advanced train methods. This is the last, fourth, final, whatever you want to say, episode of advanced train methods. Some people might be happy saying it's about time you move along. I'm kind of happy. I'm. I love talking and discussing technical terms and like ways to impact your workouts and your training in a more positive way or to get more things out of it. But at a certain point, I was I was waiting for the butt because I was very long. Like, yeah. I was like, is she gonna say butt? Because I, I want to move along. I want to talk about other things. Bring now. some other things back on the show. Yeah. All right, guys. We're gonna get into is the last four of them. The show. Yeah. It's our podcast show. Heck yeah. That's what we have. I guess we do have the video, so it is entertaining. Like I don't know if we're entertaining. <laughs> Starting with ladders today. Ellen, FYI, it is grocery shopping day today. I know that. Don't forget that. Did you make your grocery oh, order? Wait, you're not right up with me. That's your day. Okay. The <laughs> ladders. Okay, this is one advanced stream method. That this is what I was t telling Caitlin about before that I was introduced as early as middle school to into. Um, I think it was actually, actually I believe you said elementary. That I did say that accidentally, but my um, PE teacher and our coach throughout our year of uh, basketball and volleyball careers was Mrs. Ernestson, Mrs. E. We always call her and still call her, and um, she introduced ladders. I didn't know what a ladder was. Well, I mean, if you just think in general, so a ladder, guys, is a ascending or descending form of movement. So in strength training, that's going to be rep-wise. In basketball terms, though, that was like our killer. So it would be like sprint the length of the gym floor, then sprint to the free throw lines, then sprint half court, free throw line, and then you're back. So yeah. that's actually technically a form of descending ladder. It's just, you know, like we called it a killer or what else do we call it? Touchdown. Touchdown. Um, yeah. Uh, those actually, I like those. I did. I still like those. I wish I had a gym so I could do those as like a ending, a finisher to my workout or a burnout to my workout. Just like do like three a ladders in a row or something. Yep. Okay. So a ladder, how we're using it today in strength training is it's going to be ascending or descending form of reps of an exercise. So usually you have multiple exercises that you're doing them back to back. Um, some people have even more than that. And we'll kind of get into that. But the purpose of ladders is they develop considerable metabolic stress on you when you're performing these. And do you want to kind of get into, like, an example? Yeah, an example would be if you did for, like, um, a workout example anyways, is if you did one set, like, 15, we're going to do a descending ladder, sorry, descending ladder of 15 reps of banded hip thrusts, and then also 15 reps of like hip abductions where your, your glutes are up at the top of the range of the motion for the hip thrust. So you do 15 banded hip abductions. So a supine bridge banded abduction. Yeah. So supine is when you're laying on your back. And like Kayla was saying, you're in the bridge form. So your hips are up. And then you're doing abductions. So you're pulling your legs apart with a band from yeah. that position. So there's do 15 of both of those exercises. Then hopefully without rest, you can go right back in and do 14 reps of both of those exercises, and so on until you get all the way down to one. Now, the main point is obviously to try and do it with as little rest as possible or no rest, because that's the way that you're going to be adding the most metabolic stress to your 
glute gluteal muscles, gluteal <laughs> muscles. Um, but if you do need to take a rest, take it quick and then get right back to it. And actually, if some people may have actually already seen this or noticed this because I posted a descending ladder example on our Instagram, actually, and it was an example of a burnout glute exercise, and it was literally basically this. It wasn't hip thrust. It was hip bridge with a weight, and then I went into banded bridge abductions, um, and then I went straight down from 15, 14, 13, 12, all the way down to 1. Um, if you're new to this or new to fitness in general or you have not strength training a while, I would recommend starting anywhere from the maybe 10 range, you know, rep range, and then going down. Also, if you guys are interested in it, we have posted probably like a couple months ago now, three months probably, on our website, we have a body weight um, burnout challenge for you guys. And it is actually using a descending and ascending ladder form. And what the workout is, is I'll kind of go through with you really quick, guys, is it's a body weight workout that uses both pulling and pushing um, exercises. So there's 10 rounds. The first two exercises are going to be chin-ups and dips, and you can use bands. You can make it assisted if you need to. The second two exercises are slant rows and push-ups. So slant rows, you have a barbell on the rack, and you're underneath the barbell, and you're rowing your body up to the barbell. Anyway, so like most things, the devil is in the details, you guys. So what happens is you're going to start with the first two exercises. You're doing, I believe, I get 20 reps for the first round. And while the other two exercises, you are starting at two reps. So your next round, for round two, you go down two reps for the first two exercises and up two reps for the second two. So in the end, the middle is going to be the hardest for you because you're going to be doing 10 reps and 12 reps. So that's going to be the most like challenging part is when you get to the middle. And then once you get closer to the end, then you're doing the higher range for the bottom two exercises. And the top two that you started with, you're back down to two. But that's just an example of how you can literally use both ascending and descending ladders for a workout. I like that. You know what I hated the most about ladders is when, I don't, we weren't in track or anything, but I think for maybe one of our um, sport teams, we ran ladders around the track. And you run one lap, the next lap you run two, then you like get a break, and then you run three or four, all the way up to like ten. So you have to like start back down to the beginning again, and you run two, then you start back at the beginning, you run three, then you start back at the beginning, you run four. I hated that, mostly because going up and down. I'm not a huge fan of like, you kind of feel like you're sprinting in a way because you want to get done at a certain time. Well, you're just like pushing yourself definitely because everybody. If you're in sports, you're just naturally competitive, I think. If you want to know the, the worst kind of ladder, I think it's running. Running ladders. I think that's the worst. Running ladders? Not that anybody asked. But anyways, moving on to the next advanced training method. So I would say pre This is pre- Sorry, I was going to get right into it. Pre-exhaustion is the second um, advanced training method we are going to bring you guys today. And there's been actually a lot of controversy around this. Um, just kind of, kind of research and what shows, what shows, you know, results and what doesn't. But basically, pre-exhaustion is you fatigue one muscle with a certain exercise and then perform another exercise in hopes of getting more activation from the exercise that you're trying to target. So, for example, if you are trying to target your glutes and get more glute activation, you're going to start with, for say, a leg curl. You're going to do your leg curl, and then you're going to go into your hip thrust, and you're going to hope that your hamstrings don't activate more, and you're going to have your glutes activate more. Um, did you want to kind of go? This is the same as if you want to target your pecs so more. So if you fatigue the triceps and front delts, 
prior to performing a bench press, you're going to end up engaging your pecs more. That is the whole idea of pre-exhaustion. And it's not the same as, um, what's the, like, a um, activation. It's not yeah. like, you're not trying to, like, burn out the muscle or get it warmed up. It should already be there. You're trying to literally, like, yeah. have it have another muscle overtake the dominant portion of the exercise by fatiguing the opposite muscle. So the nervous system can detect, can detect fatigue and steer natural drive to synergistic muscles. And this is where when you see when your hamstrings are exhausted that's or fatigued, then your glutes are going to take over more of the work for the next, next exercise. <laughs> spit on me. I did not spit. I'm like spacing this you way. You spit right here. Anyways, every time you do a podcast, kill it. I'm not just lying. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just making it so. I just feel water <laughs> spit go on my face and be like, oh no, I made that up. Well, you should for be sure. Why are you looking at me in the face? The microphone is straight. Because we're trying to have a conversation, woman. No. Anyway, that is so similar to when you are lagging in a muscle group. Um, if you guys remember before, we have talked on the podcast about how if you're doing, um, let's say, a squat. And your glutes or or ab workout, and your abs aren't strong enough to continue doing that work. A lot of times, you'll draw in muscles from your back. Like your body just knows when to use other muscles. Either if your muscles are fatigued and then need to use a different muscle group to finish that movement, or if your muscles are not strong enough and then need to you pull in some muscles. Like it's just kind of crazy what our body already knows to do. It's funny because your body's just trying to complete the the, you know, action that you're trying to take, whatever, for you know, whatever it is you're doing, whether, like Kayla said, whether you're doing ab exercises and all of a sudden you see your back arching off the ground because you're trying to utilize everything you can just to be able to lift your legs off the ground. So it is pretty cool because there hasn't been a whole lot of research around this. And I guess I, th- I do think it's cool with the amount of research that there is, what it shows. It is cool. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, honestly, if, they continue to be able to like kind of test this theory, not a theory necessarily, but you know, test the progress of this for muscle growth, just to see where we can go with it, like how much muscle growth we can actually get out of the pre-exhaustion method. Because it really kind of helps you, you know, isolate the muscle that you really want to work, especially by fatiguing those, you know, those other muscles that help with those movements. Yeah, so you can really hit that primary muscle that you're targeting. Um, pre-activation can increase EMG activity. So EMG activity is the electrical activity of a muscle. It can increase it or it can diminish it too if there's too much fatigue that sets in. So that's just kind of something to keep in mind, you know, when you're doing any of these type of pre-exhaustion methods. We are going to move on to our third method today. Second to last is supersets. And this is probably one that you are all most familiar with, at least hearing about in the gym. We're just moving right along today. Snap, snap, snap. Did you want to spend more time on the other one? No, I'm good. Supersets, yeah, you guys have probably all heard about it. Most likely use it, most likely likely seen it in your own programming. If you have not, I don't I don't know what I was gonna say that one. If you have not, you just you're gonna learn today. So supersets is combining two exercises, two exercise sets back to back. So this is gonna be when you perform one set of an exercise and then you immediately follow it, like I said, with another set of another exercise. And then you rest after both of those two are completed. And there's two main types of supersets that are really well known and utilized. The first one is agonist. So an agonist superset is supersets are using the primary muscle carrying out the movement. And that's going to be two exercises that target the same muscle. 
Um, an antagonist is going to be opposing muscle to the agonist. So that's going to be two exercises that target opposing muscle groups. So, if, for example, if you're targeting your quads for an agonist, you'd be targeting your hamstrings too. So you'd be doing two exercises that are opposite, right? Opposite movers. Um, an example of an agonist, um, superside, do you want to say, do you have one? Would be a lateral band walk and then also paired with a goblet squat. So those are two that are working the same um, muscles. primary muscle move, move muscles. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> and then for the antagonist examples would be like a leg extension, which is obviously going to be your quads, and then leg curls, which are going to be the hamstrings. So they're the two opposite movements, or the two opposite muscles. I mean, I keep wanting to say movements. It's just like if you think muscles. a bit about for an antagonist, it'd be like triceps and biceps, right? You know, they're opposite muscle, um, opposing muscle to the agonist. So your uh, bicep is opposing to your tricep. So that's kind of how you can really think a bit about it when you're doing the antagonist. We can't talk today. Have you noticed that? I hope people can understand. Rumbling and constant stumbling. Stumbling. So those are the two of the supersets we want to talk about. Another one that is actually coined by Breck and Travers, he says he made this one up, is the synergist supersets. And these supersets are what you're going to be doing is you're going to be fatiguing the synergist. So the muscles that help facilitate the action that's carried out by the carried out by the agonist, sorry, is the synergist muscle. So if you took like a Nordic ham curl and then you did a back extension, those are synergistic muscles, meaning they both work together to create a certain movement. So therefore, you will do supersets of those two different exercises of the prime mover. Did that make sense? I don't know if you explained that very well, but basically it is the idea the Nordic hamstring curl is going to fatigue the hamstring. So it's kind of like the pre-exhaustion method. So because you're fatiguing those hamstrings, you're going to feel your glutes more during the back extension. And that's really kind of what you want. You want to be able to feel the glutes more. It's, it really goes hand in hand, but they're slightly different, obviously, because of the superset style, and you're really trying to still exhaust that hamstring muscle. The main point with this as well, though, is that, like, they're both using the same muscles for a prime movement. Like, it, like your elbow, bending your elbow, using your bicep and your tricep, though, those are, like, the prime movers of your bending your elbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're using the same, yep. You're going to be using your hamstrings for the Nordic curl along with your glutes. Obviously, your hamstrings are going to be the very big prime mover for that one. Glutes are not going to be quite near as, as utilized in that movement. The second one, upper and lower superset. Upper and lower superset. So, for example, you do one set upper body and one set lower body. For this, you really want to make sure that you are not doing movements that don't complete or don't compete with each other. You don't want exercises that compete. For example, if you're doing a deadlift and a pull-up, deadlift for the lower, pull-up for the upper, your grip is going to be fried, right? They're competing against each other. It's all about grip strength. It's not going to be a good um, exercise to superset with each other. Good exercises to superset would be, for example, squat for your lower, pull-ups for your upper. You're not going to be competing. Another one is going to be your deadlifts and your bench press, also not competing. And the cool thing about these with the upper and lower supersets is that I mean, honestly, there's always those days we're going to go to the gym. We're going to be very crunched for time. And this is a very efficient way to get your workout in because you're having minimal rest between the upper and the lower set. You're just literally going right back to back. You're saving that time. You get a little bit of a rest. You get back into your superset of one upper and one lower. You have a good workout in. You get both muscle groups or you get both full body kind of 
you get full body kind of like with the up and lower. You de- you get full body. Not even, I don't know what where the kind is coming in. Killing just, words are part of my part of vocabulary. My, yeah, like reason. I just put fill words in that don't even make sense. It's like man. I will say in college though, supersets was definitely my go to for my advanced training methods. I utilize supersets constantly, especially when I'm in the gym and when you're going to college gym, things are just filled up. There's not a lot of space. You're constantly trying to just, you know, grab a machine quick before someone else grabs it and then the one you came from is gone. So I would always do like Sometimes I'd be doing, you know, like either a lat pull down and then a squat or something and supersetting them together somehow. Or, you know, like being able to find it, post up in a corner and do a superset there is super nice and convenient because you're just flying through your workout compared to when you're waiting for the squat machine or you're waiting for, you know, the the row, the cable row, whatever it is. Yeah, just getting some dumbbells and being like a tiny little space is great to utilize the supersets. If I was on a machine, I stayed my ass on that machine until I was done because well, someone would always take it. What I'm saying is like sometimes I would grab like a big dumbbell and I would do like a goblet squat and I'd do like a lat pull down and just like sit right by machine my machine so nobody could take it because I I literally be like squatting like literally right next to so good time like I'm next to the thing about it I'm right here. Killing you are a hog of equipment. No, you can't do that. If you're not using that equipment, you can't just stand by. I was utilizing it. Ten reps Don't later, touch it. ten reps later, I was on it, so I was not hogging. I was just making sure that I got that and I could continue because it's just like yeah, it's like in a gym. The best time to go is when no one's there because. Which would be the, like extremely yeah, early because I think people are well. I, honestly, like if you think about the rack, we'd get there at four thirty to open everything up, and there'd just be a bunch of people waiting to get in. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like, it's different for me when I wake up at the time because my gym is literally like thirty steps away. They have to get up, they have to eat breakfast, they have to get themselves in clothes. They have to go and get in their car, especially in winter time. Like, phew. yeah, that did blow my mind when it was like. 13 degrees out and all these guys are in shorts and with a duffel bag like just huddled together like we were in middle school wanting yeah, to go in from recess. Makes you want to ask like, time to go to work. Hmm? Alright, so let's get into our last superset. Burnouts. I like these ones, but again, I would the, I like these I ones for the feeling. feeling. Yeah, for the feeling, but I don't think it's a great feeling to finish your workouts in, but there's not a lot of research that supports any type of muscle yes. growth with this type of yeah. burnout. However, there could be, I do suspect, like, um, I suspect, suspect there's definitely a small amount. There definitely is a small amount of muscle growth from it. I think that's happening. And like we said before, obviously just because you're feeling it in your muscles doesn't mean that you're getting an amazing workout in. You feel like you got a great workout in, which is also beneficial because who doesn't love to feel like they got like a great workout It just kind of tops it off. Puts the yeah. cherry on top of the cake. Okay, let's get into it. So burnout is performing non-stop exercises for a predetermined amount of time. So usually two to three minutes is a good goal to go. Some people might, might want to go like a five minute or a 10 minute burnout. That might be really intense because you're really trying not to have like any rest time. You're just trying for the whole amount of time to go as hard as you can and finish it off, finish your work. So, yeah, that's definitely what we usually program. It's anywhere from two to three minutes. And we always, like we said, burnouts are usually programmed at the end of your training to finish it off. Did you say that? Did I just copy you? 
I feel like we don't listen to each that other. That happens. I don't know. I'm going to, like, think about my own stuff. Really? Yeah, let, let's give an example. Before you get into the example, you can do burnouts with body weight. You can do it with bands. You can do it with some dumbbells or kettlebells if you want to. You can do it with leg, uh, ankle weights. Like, there's just so many tools you can also utilize. It doesn't just have to be body weight. Well, I will say this. Burnouts are almost always on the lighter side. Of yes. If you're going to be using weights or anything, it's yeah. very light. So, let's get into the example. 30 seconds lateral band walks. That could be, if we're going to, let's, whoa, 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 let's back up, back up. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. You know, like, remember, you know, like, uh, if you're in a, what you call it, forklift, and you got to beep your horn if you're backing up or turning corners. Oh, let me talk about this. We were in, uh, working at, we were signed up to work at this one place. Did you crash it into the thing, the side? Halo? Because we were in high school. Okay. We were like, we no, 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 we weren't, if we were, it was a, oh, the summer between, the summer college. between college and high school. And our we dad's like, the job. Oh, we jumped out of network. So anyways, we signed up to do it. We're like, okay, we'll get ourselves some steel toe boots. We got them already. We'll dress up as a man. It'll be good. We get there for our first day and we got 40 chain. And Kayla's going around with the forklift. And I'm, didn't you just crash right in the side? Okay, no. What exactly happened? or something. Yeah, some, I was watching Kayla go first. And I just saw her, like, he's, like, told her to go slow. And all of a sudden, I just hear, I'm like, look at Kayla. like, remember that wrecking thing? I just pushed the pallets and they, they fell a little bit. Doesn't even matter because we quit after three days. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a moral story. We quit. If you don't like it, quit. Great advice, Caitlin. All right, moving right along, we're going to get back into an example of a lower body burnout. So we're going to target our glutes here for this lower body burnout exercise example. Um, to start, it's going to be, we're going to do a two-minute lower body. So it's going to be 30 seconds. The first exercise would be, I would program a 30-second lateral band walks. Get those ad abductors. Second exercise would be 30 seconds of knee-banded hip abductions. Did you say adductors or abductors? Abductors. Yes, ab. That's what I said. Third would be 30 seconds banded glute bridge. And our last exercise that I would program would be 30 seconds banded fire hydrants. So that would be a total of two minutes. And I would usually program a burnout for either two rounds through or three rounds through. It really depends. Some people would just go one round, but two minutes, is it's a good burnout. What would you do two rounds of that? Because I think that you could really get... Like a really good like end of your workout burn in if you went through time through two times oh one hundred percent one time yes but two times you you'd probably be at that point of like oh like probably starting to yell and scream you know how you start to get to that point when like things get really you hard can not yell and scream I get to the point where I'm like I feel like I'm just like ah and I'm like turning over like trying to like get off my like this last week you were doing something I don't know what it was but you were like towards the end of your set on it. And you were like grunting, and Chris stopped his step ups and he looked over at me, and he was like, "Why she doing that?" Like this, is just Caitlin. She pushed herself to that point. She's very fucking tired. What was that exercise? Was it my squats? I think it was. No, I think it was your. It had to be my uh, squats. My and you're going squats. Really, yeah, you're going pretty heavy on Saturday, actually. Those were fucking hard as shit, first off. I fucking hate Bulgarian split squats. Love, hate relationship. I'm so happy when I finish them. But during it, I can't fucking stand that. I, like, am just like, can I be done? And most of the time, I honestly, like, stop two reps short. I'm, like, debating being done, and then I pick them back up and finish the last two reps. Yeah. So, guys, if you... I hope you really got stuff out of this. Whoa! Oh, oh, burnouts are not- really great for metabolic stress, by the way. FYI, since Kayla wants to move right along. Nah. 
You know how he does that? Yeah, no, it's, just, it's, just, it's just weird. I think that's something that weird people do. Which, I mean, everyone's a little weird. So yeah, I guess that can be you. I did it to one of the kids at school when they're like, this is the kids. When they, when, they did, when they took the first meat and they threw it away when they're in the gym, and I told them to put it away, and I was like, shh. <laughs> 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 Nobody that ever. It was William. He no. And just walked away when it got <laughs> You're weird. You, I feel like you, that's like something that sometimes you would do, just like do something that's really weird just to see something that's weird. Yeah, that's what I want to do. So no, don't, don't sit there. there. I think of that happen. That's and that's terrible. Well, you can sit there and laugh inside when they just sit there and like stare at me really weird and walk away. Like, nothing? Okay. No worries? I can't follow that. Moving on, guys. I hope that these advanced Ooh, treatment methods are very useful to you. Remember, I think that nothing... I don't, we're not saying that these advanced training methods are superior. Trump. A basic training, like your basic training, like going in and just doing some bands or some deadlifts. You don't need to add all this stuff in. This is just, I think it's like, you can advance it for muscle growth in some way, but it's also great for changing things up if you're getting, getting really bored of your training and also to speed up some of your workouts if you don't have a lot of time. So those yeah. are great reasons to incorporate it. Otherwise, for me, I don't incorporate a lot of this, honestly. I really stick to a lot of the basic, basic lifts, basic things. I do like some of the things I'll kind of throw in every now and then, but I'm really more of a basic person. I would say that for the most part, any advanced training methods, I usually incorporate in more of my accessory lifts. So my big primary lifts, I'm really just focusing. One of my primary lifts, you're usually going a little bit heavier. Um, you're a little bit more fatigued, so it's really hard to incorporate some of these extra advanced training methods. I'm usually just working on good form, technique, and a little bit of progressive overload, obviously, over time, trying to improve in some way. So really remember that when you guys are trying to put this in your own training plans or programs, is that it comes down first to that technique, that form, trying to progress, reps, sets, volume, all that kind of stuff, weight, and then you can move on to adding this to kind of really help you get out plateaus or whatever it is. Spice up the training session. Yeah. All the goodies. And you know what's really exciting, guys, is that we are literally, we, literally 10 episodes away, I think about 10 more, until the new year, 2023. We'll be, we'll have been doing this podcast for a full year, won't we? Yeah, we literally started like it was, I believe it was 2022, didn't we? Like right after, it was slightly right after the new year's, wasn't it? I don't know. I guess we're getting close to one year of the podcast weekly episodes. I would love, and me and Kelly have been talking about this, throwing this idea around. Let us know what you guys think, but just kind of adding in like some bonus episodes that might not that might not be as long, like maybe like fifteen minutes or ten minutes or eight minutes, somewhere some like little, a smaller, some little fun snippets. Yeah, like a, a main episode and then like a bonus episode every week, just to kind of give you guys a little bit more for the week because. I know that there's tons of podcasts I listen to, and I love to, I love to listen to it. But then after like the one episode goes out, I'm like, God damn it, I gotta wait a whole another week. I don't know if people feel that way about this podcast, but I do. So hopefully, we'll get that started for you guys. Anything else you want to say? That means that means we have to be on top of things. And today's Wednesday. We all know that Wednesday the podcast comes out, and we're recording this podcast today. Which is great for you guys because you get very updated information, you know? All right, guys. We will probably let you go on that. Um, thanks again for listening and tuning in to our podcast on Double Minds here. And again, we hope to see you guys next one. Get excited for next episode because it's going to be different. Something new, not advanced training. Yay. Kayla's pumped over here. 
All right, guys, we're going to let you go. We'll talk to you later.